0: Hi and it's another episode of the Feck It Fun, Fabulous and Free Eating Disorder Recovery podcast. Helping everybody understand that eating disorder recovery, bashing an eating disorder and ridding it from your life doesn't have to be boring. You can actually enjoy food if you want to and you can enjoy embracing all the food as abundantly as you like and you can enjoy resting and you can allow your body to heal and you don't need to feel guilty about any of those things. So let's change the narrative that eating should be something we should be ashamed of because nobody should be ashamed of eating. Nobody should be ashamed of their hunger or how high it is. And everybody should be embracing fabulous bodies that are the size they were supposed to be, no matter how much weight gain that might take. Because that's the size and that's the body the one that isn't suppressed, the one that isn't facing restriction and limited sources of nutrition. That's the body that will give you the free life. So embrace it, accept it, love it for all that it gives you. In this episode then, I thought it was time that we talk about poo. Yes, that's right. Let's talk about poo. So we're gonna talk about poop and restrictive eating disorders because everybody produces poo. And so I really think it's time to talk about it. We shouldn't be hiding that fact. And of course, yes, the reason we need to talk about poop in relation to restrictive eating disorders is that restrictive eating disorders and the necessary process to overcome one will affect your general digestion and hence your poop, creating varying degrees of discomfort and bowel changes that can be alarming, especially if you aren't sure if it's normal or where to turn to for advice on it. So the idea for this episode actually came about because I had an email from somebody asking me about the fact that um, they or their relative was experiencing some constipation while they were going through the process to overcome the eating disorder, and how they should be managing that, because the advice from the so-called health professionals, they weren't feeling very comfortable, let's say, with the advice they were being given. So I thought let's talk about not just constipation, but let's talk about all things related to the pooey end of the digestive system when it comes to eating disorders and how to overcome them. By definition, then, when you have a restrictive eating disorder, it means that you are not eating enough. And that could be in the food quantity, type, density or frequency and when you eat restrictively, because your stomach and intestines are the receiver and processor of the foods you do consume, the whole system is going to be affected. If you don't put enough into it, you can't expect your digestive system and bowel to keep functioning in a normal and happy way. And you could compare this to it being a bit like if you underfuel your car. If you don't put enough oil or petrol into your car, it's going to have an impact on the engine and the exhaust. And so when you've been underfueling your whole body for any length of time, leaving it with restoration and repair works to do, the reality is that your body will put a low priority on maintaining and repairing your digestive system because it's going to use the first precious energy supplies to restore and re-nourish more vital organs. So your brain and your body are going to prioritise sending those first precious energy supplies to the really important things like your heart or your liver, the things that really do keep you alive as the top priority. So your stomach and intestines will need some vital repairs before they can work optimally for you, but those repairs won't happen immediately. And that all means that at the start of the process to overcome the eating disorder, you need to eat more to get the energy into your body so that it can do all the necessary repairs. But that that additional food intake has to go into a stomach and a digestive system that isn't yet able to process and digest at its best. So it's a bit of a chicken and egg situation. And then this, of course, leads to all kinds of poop-related and digestive issues that you can then experience, both with the restrictive eating disorder and when you're overcoming one. And that can include things like constipation and diarrhoea, potentially swinging between the two types there, IBS symptoms, lots of gas, which can be smelly or it can cause pain when it becomes trapped, stomach bloating like you never believed possible, as well as issues with feeling excessive fullness on what are still smaller amounts of food. And you might also experience nausea or acid reflux at the upper end of your digestive system. But for this episode, we're really going to focus on the poopy end. The other symptoms you might experience are stomach cramps um, or the feeling of spasm in your gut as it's trying to just process the foods again. And that can be really quite painful when that happens. You know then that there might be changes to your poop and your digestive system when you have a restrictive eating disorder and when you are overcoming one, making the process that little bit more challenging, like you needed any more additional challenges to the process of overcoming an eating disorder. But you can go through this and you can come out the other side. So the important thing is really how to manage any digestive or poop related problems that you do experience so that you can keep eating keep resting keep restoring your body so that that digestive system really does repair and start to work much more smoothly for you the first tip i'm going to give you then is to ensure that you do continue to eat more eat without restriction and keep putting lots of food into the top end of your digestive system Because the more you put food in the top, the more it keeps the system running or gets it running more smoothly with perseverance, the more you go with it. So then any constipation you might have had should begin to shift as your gut motility picks up and the poop will eventually be pushed out the other end. Or if you are facing symptoms of diarrhoea, then ongoing intake should help to calm it over time because it's bulking out the stool. Avoid hard to digest foods like the high fibres and the raw vegetables, which will make your symptoms worse. And let's be honest, those foods, the high fibres, the raw veggies, the unprocessed foods, those are all the foods that your eating disorder loves as well. So, by cutting them out, not only will you be helping your digestion. But you're also going to be helping your brain reprogram too by cutting out those foods that you eat for restrictive purposes. And then the food types that the eating disorder is likely to hate but that can do wonders for the digestion are the high-fat, highly processed foods. So aim for a lot more of these over anything else. The higher-fat and more processed food types really do ensure that your digestive system has less hard work to do because they are easier to digest, they lead to less pain and spasms in that way and less bloating in that way. And the higher fats actually help everything slide through the system a little bit more easily as well. So fat is not a bad thing in any way. And ultra-processed foods can be your best friend right now. The other bit of advice I would give you is please, please avoid jumping to any conclusions that you have food intolerances of particular food types. Your stomach will find it hard to digest food types that it hasn't been used to for any period of time because it won't have the necessary gut bacteria and enzymes to digest those foods. And then that's going to lead to more poopy issues and pain or bloating when you are eating them again, but that's only at first. If you continue to eat all these foods that you've been avoiding for a long time and you keep now eating them regularly, pushing through the challenging physical symptoms that might come up, which I know the challenging physical symptoms will also add to the emotional and mental symptoms and the challenges you face in the process, but the more you push through the sooner your digestive system will develop the flourishing gut flora and enzymes that it really does need to easily tolerate all these foods so that you never need to avoid anything again, ultimately leading you to complete food freedom, which is where you want to be physically and mentally. If you're experiencing stomach pains or spasms, acid or gas symptoms, then things that you can buy over the counter at the pharmacy, like antacids or wind settlers, might just help with that. So pick them up, fill up your bathroom cabinet with them at home so that you've got them to hand for when those uncomfortable symptoms do hit to try and help with the symptoms. And for those of you who are getting constipation, then use laxatives with caution. If you have any history of laxative abuse, I always recommend speaking to a professional about how to address this and wean off any reliance that you do have on laxatives. But if you're experiencing ongoing constipation issues with or without a history of laxative abuse, then speak to a professional about whether laxatives are advisable and if so, what type to take, ensuring that use of them is with care and that it doesn't develop into a compulsion or a habit. But that's not to say that laxatives never have their place if you're experiencing constipation when you're overcoming an eating disorder. They certainly can, but it's making sure you're taking the right type and that it's not driven by the eating disorder when you take them. A good fluid intake without fluid overloading to maintain your hydration and keep the stool soft is also very advised. So keep drinking plenty of fluids. But as I say, you know, for any of you with a history of fluid overloading with the eating disorder, then you know the difference between staying hydrated and when you're actually going into the fluid overloading mindset. So, yeah, good hydration. Keep the stool soft and keep up the fluids without overloading. Then belly massages can really help with constipation, trapped gas, Pain and stomach bloating. So, gently just apply pressure to your stomach and massage it in a circular motion. And doing that can not only help with your digestion and the symptoms you might be experiencing, but it can also help you become friends with your belly. Especially if while you're giving it a little massage, you chat to it in a very friendly way and really give it a little bit of love and affection while you're giving it that massage. This can really help also reprogram some of the body image issues you might have, or if you generally try to avoid your stomach or thinking about it or looking at it or touching it because of the body image side of things, then it can help to start to reprogram some of that, rewire it, start to see your belly as a good thing, even if it is becoming bigger, because bigger really can be better. Also for stomach pain and... For trapped wind and bloating, hot water bottles and warm compresses can really help sometimes. So, if you haven't got a hot water bottle at home already, then get yourself one and use that to hold against your belly when you are feeling those symptoms of physical discomfort in your stomach. Then, the other big one, probably for all of you, is even if it's a struggle, or perhaps especially if it is a struggle. Please relax as much as you possibly can. When you are constantly in a state of elevated stress and go-go-go mode, which most people with restrictive eating disorders are most of the time, then your adrenaline and cortisol levels remain elevated. And this really does affect your digestion. So when your body is in a stress response mode, the brain is going to dial down the digestive system because it perceives a threat somewhere and it needs to escape. So in that situation, your brain is just going to think, I need to escape, I need to get away from this threat. So stopping to eat or digest is really not top of the agenda. So when you have chronic elevated stress, you're going to have worsening digestive issues with potential constipation. And if you have a restrictive eating disorder, it's very likely you live in a state of chronic elevated stress. And the reality is though, that the only threat you are under is coming from avoiding food, not resting sufficiently and being an energy deficit. So do the things that feel the most wrong to allow your brain and body to learn that it's safe to fully relax now, lower the adrenaline and cortisol and ramp up the digestive system. But the only way your brain is going to understand that is if you really do start to rest and relax and force yourself to do that if you have to at first. Eat plenty, rest and relax so that your brain can trust that you are now safe and bring those cortisol and adrenaline levels down so that your digestive system can work more smoothly. Please then, rest, relax your body and mind, and eat so that it all comes together for a happy and comfortable belly. At times, swings between alternating bowel habits are also very normal when you're eating more and your body is adjusting to the changes you're making in the process to overcome the eating disorder. So if you're going from diarrhoea to constipation and back again, just remind yourself that this is okay and it's normal, and it will all settle down in time. The calmer you stay about it, and the less worked up you get about the fact that your bowel habits are changing regularly, and the more you just continue to eat and use all the other methods that I'm talking about to soothe the symptoms, the more likely it is to all settle down in no time at all. And it's also important to remind yourself that not going to poop every day or the same time every day is okay. Some people do get very anxious about their bowel habits and they feel it needs to be routine and related to food intake. But please don't overfocus on it. Every human is different when it comes to what is normal with pooping for them. For some people going every day or more than once a day is normal. For other people going every few days is normal for them. And both those situations are healthy. So just right now, focus on the food, eating, resting and relaxing. Ultimately, letting your body heal in all the ways it needs to. And your digestive system will work out what it needs to do to be healthy and normal for your future. Finally, then, if you do have any poop-related rituals such as feeling that you can't eat before you have been to poop in the morning, then work on deliberately changing those rituals and beliefs, which in this case might be to deliberately eat before you poop every morning so that you lose that association. Ultimately, though, work on removing your focus from your poop and just putting it on what really matters, and that's eradicating the eating disorder. I don't think that anyone goes through the process of overcoming a restrictive eating disorder, which of course involves eating more and removing the restrictions on the what and when you eat, without their digestive system and poop being affected. Therefore expect it. Don't stress about it. Relax all you can. Eat all you can. And treat your belly with kindness, soothing it with loving rubs and warmth. And it will all heal and start working much more comfortably and effectively for you in no time. And I will just add a very little caveat at the end that of course, if you're experiencing very extreme symptoms with your digestive system, if you're getting pain that's becoming intolerable, if you've got constipation that's going on and you haven't had your bowels open for several, several days, then of course you know that you need to seek medical advice and support in those situations. So be sensible about it, seek the medical support that you need when you need it, but otherwise use these tips to deal with the more minor issues that come from a restrictive eating disorder impacting on your digestive system and the symptoms you might get as you start to eat more again. So that's the little episode for today. If you have any questions for me that you'd like me to cover in future episodes, then please just drop me a quick email through my website, which is hellybarns.com. Otherwise, you'll find so much information about eating disorders and how to overcome them in my two books that are out now. The first one is called Addicted to Energy Deficit, and it's more of the neuroscience and the theory behind eating disorders and what causes them, and some information about the best Methods to overcome them. And my second book is called Aiming for Overshoot, and that's also available to buy now. And that covers a lot more little hints and tips and practical information about all aspects of overcoming eating disorders. So you can pick those up at any online bookstores around the world, or almost any anyway. Otherwise, just please keep eating, keep resting, keep addressing the eating disorder. You know what you need to do. Trust the process, trust your body, and keep going. You will get through this. I believe that everybody can come out the other side of this. I'm Heli. You'll find me on hellybarns.com, and I will speak to you again very soon. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the It Fun Fabulous and Free Eating Disorder Recovery Podcast. Don't forget, eating disorder recovery doesn't have to be boring and doesn't have to be serious. Now go and grab yourself some food and have a fabulous rest of the day.